0: Welcome to the Missionaries Podcast, stories from the mission field for everyone, for you to listen,
1: learn and enjoy. Your hosts for today are Martin and
0: Esther. And welcome everybody to this new podcast. This time the topic is Pastors' Kids aka PKs aka Missionary Kids. And we want to say welcome to our special guest of today, Joseph. Joseph, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Joseph, just just for a short uh, intro, uh, who are you and uh, what are you doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah, who am I? That's a very philosophical question. Oh, uh, I, yeah, my name is Joseph, obviously. I'm from Zimbabwe uh, and I came to Poland to study initially and fast forward i started working with homeland security here and then i've recently changed jobs to work for seek like uh, a bank Uh, so like my professional life let's say is in like uh, communications innovation management and on the other side of things outside of career i am a life learner i think that's the best description to myself um uh yeah, <laughs> I I enjoy learning from experiences my own and others and just the joy of life itself that God has blessed us with. Yeah, that's about it.
0: In all honesty, that's quite a change from Zimbabwe all the way to <laughs> Poland.
1: Quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit.
0: what was the hardest thing?
1: The hardest thing? Yeah. Was the food. And initially the weather, but I've come accustomed to it. But the food yeah it it just it does not taste like food <laughs> it's, more, it's more like it's more like you just get used to the taste because you have to eat to survive but I mean like talk about fresh food right like vegetables and fruits it's completely different the taste is just like you can t- I think not it's almost like a revelation when you finally eat food from home like I'm going home next week and it's like I um that's what, definitely one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to so yeah I think Food was the biggest thing.
0: Hey, yeah. and uh, you're actually one of the you're actually a PK, as in pastor's kid, huh?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I thought it was very interesting. I did some a little bit of research online. There is actually not a lot about pastors' kids online, uh, which is and, and the stuff that is online is actually not that great. Yeah. Um, I found a couple of books about per, uh, pastors' kids. Well, they were they are. Well, they're they're not the best books, Read. Read. To, to to say the least. Uh, they talk about being raised as a pastor kid, totally done with it, mm-hmm. done with the uh, done with the church, even done with their parents. So that's that's yeah. not a well that that wasn't very encouraging. Um, I think that's
1: more the the grim uh, spec like end of the spectrum to the, the PK's yeah. like life, you know, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so that that was that was quite something to stumble upon. Let's just just keep it with that. I also looked up in the Bible. Are there any uh, any examples in the Bible about uh, pastors or missionary kids? Well, they were not so encouraging as well. <laughs> uh, there's in First Samuel two, in verse twelve, Eli's sons were. Scoundrels! they had no regard for the Lord, in verse 17 the sin of the young man was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt Um, then I found just think of David's children particularly uh, Amon, Absalom, Salomon, well not exactly uh, role models (laughs) (laughs) not really Uh, and then again, I mean and he had multiple wives, concubines the whole the whole shebang, so David's home life was also not exactly well it it a not everything did go to plan um, so that I found very interesting that it's not my first thought well, if I look at the bible i'll I'll find all sorts of examples from pastors' kids who were actually doing great, yeah, but um. Nope. Not so much. <laughs> not, not so much. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, that was quite something. Um, well, f- just just for the listeners, uh, for the people at home, just to set the scene. I also looked up um, the leader's qualifications. Let's. Let yeah. you, your parents uh, were pastors.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Went and through the d-
1: Bible school and all that. Yeah, know. the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, and I looked it up in the Bible. If you look in the Bible, there are, well, through Paul, God has given us instructions on on choosing godly men as elders or overseers or pastors or shepherds. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the primary qualifications is that the overseer must be married and have children who are saved, yeah. who are well-managed, and who are under control. <laughs> And that's quite a responsibility
1: Indeed. for, Indeed for your
0: parents. I mean, yeah. if, if you look at First Timothy 3, 4, and these are heavy verses, so I hope everybody's seating. <laughs> uh, the, the qualification of a leader, he must be one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity, but if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how, how will he take care of the church of God? And then we have Titus 1.6, which is even more, well, it's pretty in your face. Um, an elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe, and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. That's that's, quite something.
1: That is, yeah, yeah. You can't add more to that. Like that's that's like, yeah, that's a, yeah. I see. I'm even speechless myself. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, that's quite some pressure. I mean, if you're, if that's what you'll have to do as a pastor, that's that's almost not human anymore. Exactly. Um, on the other hand, I mean, let's be honest. It, it's it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must be an example to the flock, right? Um, so yeah, I do get it why why God through Paul um, gave us these Bible verses in First Tim- Timothy three and Titus one six. But still, I mean, it's it's. It's quite something, and if you look at those Bible verses that we just talked about—Eli's uh, sons, uh, the sons of David—there is no guarantee that your kids will be perfect. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And besides, it's like you have these verses. You, when you build a family, you don't foresee. Like reiterating what you just said, you don't foresee what the life of your kids is going to turn out to be like. You know, and They're supposed to be upright, you know, obeying the law of the Lord as you are, as, like, the father or the, you know, the head of the family. And it's, I mean, I'm grateful to God that my parents have done a pretty good job, regardless of, like, (laughs) what has happened along life, you know, being a, I don't know, what's called the prodigal son and, you know, finding your way back to the father. But that's besides the fact. I think it's, it's a burden that not many people can or should carry. Um, And it's honestly by God's grace that people can actually carry that weight, you know, because you're not only leading your own family, but as a leader, as a pastor, you're leading the flock. Like you said, like the sheep, right in the church. And you're supposed to be that model who as well, like you said, who is almost supposed to be like this impossible, perfect person who does not or should not exist in like humane terms, but with God's grace, you know, um it works out for those who are rightfully chosen.
0: Yeah, it does. But yeah I mean I, I can really feel the the suspense or the the <laughs> pressure in the air. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I hope God doesn't call me to be a pastor. <sighs> Tell me about it. I mean yeah. that's that's and I mean literally, oh God, please don't. Yeah. It, it's not like I'm Trying to not use bad a, words, no, no. but it's literally a call to I, God. I, I, I resonate,
1: mean, resonate with it,
0: yeah. And if he wants to, hey, I'm fine with it, uh, I'm open for it. If that's what he wants, sure, but I definitely would need his blessing for that,
1: yeah. Right, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'll be. I, I've definitely had this like maybe not phase, but like moments where, um, the trajectory was almost like pointing towards, say, myself going in that direction as my parents being pastors uh, apart from like their own professional careers and it was really like praying against that you know like god <laughs> i don't please no like i don't want this not not me being in a place where i'm running away or i'm trying to run away from my calling but just like knowing what like what you carry you have to like the weight um, I don't want to call it a weight because it's a blessing to be leading in the church as well, but you know there's there's things that come with it that you have to carry and that literally even just like the scriptures you shared and the other nuances that you actually have to experience in life with so many diverse people in the church in your family itself, and you're supposed to still stand on your own two feet that's like yeah i'm I'm gonna serve. But don't give me that title. Like I, I will serve with my all, like wholeheartedly. But don't, yeah, no.
0: That's actually funny. I found a piece online that that talks about pastors' kids, and yeah. just what I said. There, 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 are just a handful of articles about it, which is right. weird. I mean, th- there must be a gazillion pastors', pastor's kids right. and missionary exactly. kids, but th- there are just a handful of handful of thingies on the inter in the, on the weird, white interwebs. And one of the things that it says, what sees the opportunities coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you grew up. Um, well, you grow up in a pastor's family, and yet they will give you some skills that might be handy later on. Right. And one of the questions that I literally um, put down here: Does it work like that? Is that a blessing? I mean, I'm not sure. Neither am I. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh this is also a funny one. Let me try to find it. I put it down somewhere. Oh, there, I found one website. Yeah. Well, I thought that I found one website that did say something to encourage pastors' kids. Okay. So I thought, yay, there is a website to encourage pastors' kids or missionary kids. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs>
1: I'm doubting the encouragement of souls.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it, it, I found it on openbible.info. And it lists a couple of Bible verses for encouragement for pastors' kids. So, okay. so get this, get this, get this. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Hebrews thirteen seventeen, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning uh, for that will be of no advantage to you.
1: Yeah, that doesn't really sound much like an encouragement. Uh, it no. it sounds yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: It, it sounds like more pressure. Huh? Exactly,
1: exactly. It's like you already have that pressure to live up to a certain standard as a pastor's kid and now it's like More pressure and just like overthinking and just like okay now it's like ultimately no hope you know and I feel like actually a lot of times maybe not a lot of a lot of times because I don't have any stats statistics on this but I think oftentimes people even particularly past the kids right you just you get to a point where you almost lose hope because it's it feels like a hopeless situation where your parents are under. A spotlight, they're ha- they have their responsibilities. My parents were like marriage counselors, well, they still are pastors, uh, not maybe not so much. They're serving in the church still, uh, and then like just helping out like when there's events like weddings, funerals, etc. And they're like, you know, this picture of like the, the ideal couple. They, yeah, obviously, they had like they have grown grown with each other together, issues, whatever they dealt with it, whatever, but like it's been the role the role model of a couple that follows christ and leads the flock and then you as a kid joseph is like okay (laughs) i've grown up as a christian i was i was literally like i remember in like primary school like praying with people and like you know trying to lead them to christ and then like that like fire kind of like started running out where it was like okay you're on you're now essentially under like a third party spot you're you're under the spotlight as like a third party you know, and it's like whatever you move you make, it's going to reflect on your parents, on your family name, on you as a kid. And it's like, as a twelve-year-old, as a sixteen-year-old, like what, like what am I supposed to do with that? You know. So the ultimate, or I would say, at least in my case, the first reaction is, okay, I don't want to be part of this because it's just causing me like lack of peace. You know and
0: how how do you deal with it
1: yeah how do you deal with that that is a good (laughs) good one it's it's like i'm talking about it now but when i I had to deal with it i didn't have any manuscript you know to follow or this wasn't like anything that was talked about in my family if anything it was more pressure for my parents to like be spick and span and like you know uphold that image and it's like i am trying to and i don't know it was it's just it I don't think there's any uh, literally i think the prime example is how you found so few articles on like being a pastor kid or there's not so much being talked about it and yeah,
0: it's but, like but it is a topic yeah exactly it's definitely
1: a topic yeah and it's it's like how, how can you not talk? even the pastors themselves or just the, I, I don't know maybe it's just uh, maybe not necessarily stigmatized or just like undermined but this is something very relevant, particularly to kids who are growing in that environment.
0: If you let, let's ask uh, Esther. Esther, welcome. Hello. Hello, Hello Esther. <laughs> hey. Um. Well, th- as we're also running a, a missionary retreat, and well, it's also one of the things that we stumble upon every now and then with pastors, kids, or missionary kids. Uh. Well, y- you should be the specialist. Um. Uh, from a therapy point of view and see smiling at me right now <laughs> um, if, if you don't handle that well as a kid what do you see as a therapist what happens
2: well I think you can go two ways uh, one way is like I am against it I'm fighting you in every way I'll do what I want to do and I'm not being told what I want to do yeah And I think the other way is like trying everything you can to be the person that they are expecting you to be. Um, But the danger in that, like Joseph, (laughs) Ah, he's pointing at himself. Uh That's me. So correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, (laughs) You have the experience, not me. Um, And the danger of adapting all the time is that you don't have the freedom to experiment and to play and to figure out life the way you're supposed to do when you're a teenager.
0: Yeah. And, and what does happen if you, don't have, uh, if you don't have the freedom to do that? What, what are the outcomes of it?
2: Well, they can be very different. I mean, every person um, is different and will deal with it, but everyone will find a way to cope with it um,
0: do they? Do, do, does everyone find a way?
2: Well, hopefully they do.
0: Well, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, we, we all. I'm not going to say this is a trauma. That, that's that's too well. If if everything goes okay, it won't be a trauma. But but mm-hmm. if you don't handle it well, it could be. Yeah. I mean, we we sometimes really see kids go off the rails yeah. completely. And those kids don't go off the rails because they handled it well. you see what I mean, or my wife is looking at me like <laughs> i'm like I'm talking gibberish but no. hey i'm trying
1: no i i I agree with both of you more uh with th- this was almost like straight to the t like that description, and I was the, the like you know person who's trying to adapt and try to almost like suppress myself in the midst of li- having to live up to it, this certain uh image or like role as a pastor's kid and I'll, I'll, like, I like I think this was when you start getting exposed to things that you're supposed to learn about in that time where you feel like you're suppressed you you can easily just go haywire because it's like, oh, wait a minute. like Now this is like shock because you've been living as a passive kid who is perfect or, you know, or perfect and whatever, which is not anyone, any human, no human being is perfect, but you're putting this pressure on a child who then thinks that, oh, wait, this is what I should live up to and there's no room for mistakes. And then when you're, start seeing people making mistakes or you get in an in environment where there's more than just like the christianity or life like there's it's you're now living life it's now oh okay <laughs> you could you, you can easily jump into the deep end of experimenting and now you're i don't know getting into alcohol drugs you know meeting people and sometimes it's not even like the wrong people it's just it's people in that same christian community who are who are who have not been say As constrained to live like this perfect life, and then you opening your eyes to say, Oh, wait a minute, there's, there's more, there's more. But like, I like now you're like, I'm scared. I I don't know if I should like enter those chat, like unchattered territory, that, that unchattered territory or not. Like, how, like, how I'll give an example. So, uh, I, i was yeah i was i got into got to high school and i actually ended up like one of my best friends she like she we were like best friends for like two years like off like a high school is like six years and we we're like best friends from like the end of the second year until like the fourth year and she she's muslim she was muslim and we we got to it got to a point where like all our classmates were like dude you guys just like get together because like you're you basically act like you're in a relationship although it wasn't like you know overly like emotional or whatever it's just like high school lovey-dovey type of thing um and then we ended up getting together but before we did this is <laughs> this is something that i still think about until today um some of my friends had almost like tried to hook me up maybe not hook me up but like yeah like they introduced me to like one girl who was going to another church she was also a pk uh so it was almost like we resonated on a lot of things she was also in like the the music um i was called praise and worship i was serving in praise and worship um and it was like you know you had common ground right and then now i had this best friend who i've been friends with for quite a while she is not necessarily christian but like we have a good relationship together you know um and then it got to a point where i essentially had to choose and i chose the best friend who's muslim who is like not we don't have that foundation together in like the church community etc and ever since then i it, it, it almost feels like i don't want to say like it's been like a trend but like it feels like this detachment from being in like re- those that kind of a relationship in with a Christian, for instance, and it's like th- I never talked with my parents. Still don't know. Unless they listen to this podcast <laughs> now, they do. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, but it's like they, we, I, I never got to talk to them. I only told. I think my brother and my 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 other sister, oh my sisters, they know about that. But like talking to my parents about it in my head, going to church in the church service, see my dad preaching about unequal yokeness and I am in a relationship with a Muslim girl, that was like you better not find out. <laughs> like he's yeah Yeah,
0: on the other hand, I mean, um as long as you're a kid, I always imagine it like as long as you're a child, your parents are some sort of umbrella to protect you mm-hmm. yeah. from God's wrath, I guess. Um, yeah. You're safe through your parents as long as you're a kid. Great. Right. But there comes an age where you have to make your own choices.
1: Indeed. And Indeed. you also
0: have to make your own choices as a Christian. Yeah. And that that not only goes for you... As a PK, but also goes for everyone. everyone indeed. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't well, it, it does give some more pressure, I guess, with questions like that.: Yeah.
2: Can I ask you something, Joseph? Go ahead. You said you were the, the kid who tried them his best to follow the parents and their mm-hmm. teachings and how they would like you to be. How did you develop your own self? In this situation,
1: yeah, that's I, yeah, um, I don't, I don't think I entirely did. Uh, I think there was a huge remnant of, like, being the. So it's, it's okay. I'll give. additional bit of background so my brother is exactly two years older than me we went to the same prime preschool primary school high school etc he was and i mean it doesn't help that we share the same birthday and we also used to look alike so we're like twins from like uh two years apart but like in primary school he it was almost like always a competition not competition but it was always like comparison like i was the younger one who was following my brother's footsteps so it's like he becomes captain of primary school. I was vice captain. He got the best points in primary school. I got the third best points. He got more A's than I did at O levels. And I got like one A and a chain of B's, even though he got like C's and D's. But the fact that he had more A's was like, you know, you got less A's. And then he became school captain for high school. And at that point, I was like, no, I am break. I'm not even going to apply to become captain because it was like literally the same te- They were calling me my brother's name, Josh Joseph. It was, they were mixing it up and it was just like, I felt like two shadows now, living under the shadow of my brother and the shadow of my parents. And it's like, this is like, you, even like talking about it, I'm realizing I never talked about this so much with anyone. And it's like, I, I'm like a teenager. I'm having to deal with this by myself to learn how to navigate real life and this is, like, you know, things that I learned when I got older that, like, you know, you experience these things that become traumatic and, like, live with you for the rest of your life. And it's, like, nobody told me about it when I was a kid. And, like, now it's too late. Or maybe not too late. You know, God has, like, continued to work with me and in me. um And just, like, navigating, you know, better ways to, like, deal with certain things. But it's, like, you you almost... It's it, like back to your question. It's like to a certain extent, it was like I am me through my parents and like my brother. So, their I don't want to use for lack of a better term their position uh, implicates me. So, I am like what, like a leader because my brother was a leader. Uh, I am. Supposed to be the perfect kid because my parents were leading church and nobody knew about my girlfriend who was a Muslim. So I'm kind of covered, even though like I'm like living. It was almost like living a double life, you know. And then, yeah, it. Uh, I I think until today I'm still really figuring out who I am, or like who I I know who I am in God. I know like my career path, all of that stuff. But it's still like it's molding that. Person who I should have learned about molding a long time ago.
0: Yeah, well, one of the things that I thought of is if you realize that as a missionary's kid or a, mm-hmm. a pastor's kid, you're also a sinner. And you also make yeah. mistakes. You're not you're not better. I mean, Great. I mean Romans t- uh, three ten and three twenty three apply to you as well as for the rest of us. Um, well, nobody, no, nobody's perfect. Um, so yeah, do, do cut yourself some slack, I guess. Right. And, and I guess that's, that should be normal to exactly. say that. I, it, it, it's kind of weird to say that, I guess, to your own kid. Yeah. Don't worry, you'll make mistakes, you'll <laughs> sin, but don't worry about right. your, well, that's, <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't. Like, I start to preach about it, but don't yeah. worry. <laughs> That's the thing. But th- there is something in it, I guess. Uh, y- you're human, just as everybody else in the church. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll make mistakes and you'll fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing weird about it.
1: Yeah. Um, and talking about, th- I think it's, um, f- well, I'm, I'm from Zimbabwe. And it's like, I guess, culturally, culturally ingrained where when you go to church, it's like, there's very, it's black and white. There's no gray. There's no, like, it's like drinking is equal to drunkenness. There's no social drinking like here or, although like oftentimes it's like, <laughs> it's the same. But anyway, uh, there's, there's no, it's just like, you know, people preach about grace. It's like a very firm faith where it's like, repent of your sins and like you know otherwise you face condemnation even though like we still preach about grace and like you know even like remi- remembering like my parents sermons it's like yeah we were talking about grace but it wasn't it, there was some conversations that i never had because the assumption was there that we like i i can't actually can i actually have that conversation can i talk to my parents about being an yoked, and I'm dating a like Muslim girl.
0: Could it be? I, I, I'm just thinking. Sorry, yeah. sorry for the interruption, but uh-huh. yeah. just to could it be that it would have helped if somebody would say to you, "Hey, guess what? I'm not mm-hmm. your, I'm not your dad. I'm not your mom. Yeah. But if you've got questions like that, just come to me, uh, and we'll just act like we never spoke. Yeah. <laughs> we never talked to each other. Yeah. But just feel free to say whatever you want mm-hmm. uh, to to give you some sort of space, I guess, for, uh, in all honesty, tough conversations. That would have been amazing.
1: That would have been amazing. Like, I think also, even between my siblings, I I don't think... Or well, maybe myself and my brother, we could talk about some things, and then my sister, I don't know about them, but uh, I, it's like the, the unspoken things. Like, it's just like... You just know, or you just, you think you know that this conversation doesn't, it doesn't go. Like, we don't talk about this. Like, if you have to deal with it, like, figure it out, buddy. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, or try to find someone who you know might be, even if you try to find someone who you know is going through the same thing, you overthink. Because you don't know if you can still talk about it, even if they've dealt with it. And it's like all of this, like, unknowns and, like, just, like, you don't even know what's going on. And now you just, like, I don't know. So you just let it go. Like, you let it go and, like, I don't know. Maybe you suffer. Maybe you don't. I don't know.
2: I guess trust is a big thing in that as well. Like, yeah, who can you trust? Will exactly. they tell your parents? Yep. So what would have helped you uh, in this time when you are developing?
1: Great. Um i think like the transparency of like even uh, when you talk about grace right like you martin you mentioned like everyone is a sinner everyone is a sinner even the pastor is sharing that the scripture is a sinner and having that like accountability to say that hey like we're all sinners here like everyone who's coming to church is imperfect like there's no point to come to church if you're perfect, right? Like, you're not. You're not. Only Jesus is perfect, and and then, like, having that open environment where obviously you don't want to con condone sin, right? You, it's like, uh, how, like Paul says, "How much longer shall you ab- abuse God's grace?" Because you know he, it's it's always there. It's always prevalent, but it's it's having this environment that is like, hey, feel comfortable to wear ripped jeans or not always be good. You can, you can be sad. You can be like sick and just be like, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to go to church today. Like literally I, it's not a problem. I I feel, I appreciate my mom's effort to like keep us in like the church community, but it was like every Sunday <laughs> if she's, if she hears this, I, I'm sorry, mama. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, no, it's, I, you know, it was like, moments sometimes you come you finish school like you start seven thirty, finish at 5 and you have like a soccer game there's a prayer meeting on friday from like was it six to seven and you still have to go there like you're 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 a teenager having to go through this but it's also like you know my mom would always use this for i think she's like it's probably one of her favorite verses train up a child in the way he should go so that he will not depart from it when he is older and i i i, I think that's it, it, if you mix that with, with this gracious environment, that's, that's, that's ultimate. Like, if you, if you train, it's, it's like if you, this is the conditioning experiment. You condition a person to be subject to a certain thing. So, like, every time I take a water bottle, or from the fridge I have to ask you and I'll always i always ask you or wherever it is whenever like if I visit my friend's house and I want to get water I'm, I'm gonna ask out of courtesy not even like okay I feel like the need. but it's like I've learned something good something like even if they don't appreciate it in the way that I see value in it I'm still gonna do it but if it's it's like hey like I'm gonna hit you if you Take a bottle, with without ask, asking. Now there's like this trauma to it, you know. Now it's like, okay, I'm out. Like if I go to my friend's place, I, it's not even my family. I'm not even gonna ask water. I'm just gonna faint if it's like a freaking hot day, you know. And it's like you have two different environments now, like one with like one gracious environment and one environment where it's just like, like like abide like do this do that like you know religion of a faith right like uh, okay
0: this maybe not a
1: best example but um it that like having that environment changes everything
0: talking talking about environment uh, mm-hmm. one thing i found on the weird wide interwebs is that uh, they said you have a great uh yeah you have an incredible team of supporters and with supporters, they mean your church family. Hmm, and I was like... Uh, I, I do agree. They should be an incredible team of supporters. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that they? they always are.
1: Yeah, did, just, a, just
0: looking at myself, I mean...
1: Yeah. I, yeah. We're we'll talking subjectively here anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I... I, I um there's I think there's two parts to it where it's like there's some people who genuinely want to support you. Um and they're like, you know, we can talk, come hang out, whatever. Um and then you can easily find people who are who who will point out that flaw in you when you do the thing, whatever the thing is. And it's like you like you mentioned Esther. It's about trust, right? Who who can you trust? It's you assume that the church environment is full of trustworthy people. <laughs> no, not so much. I mean, it's it's the blatant truth. Like just because you go to church doesn't make you any like any more perfect, right? Um, and it's 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 probably the most important place to actually have that support if you're not going to go wayward. Like, that's that's the ultimate place. When we talk about having people coming to, like, church, inviting new people, people get saved, what other community are they going to get that influence that keeps them walking alongside God? Like, that's, like, the church has to do that. Like, talking about follow-ups, you know, like, there's, uh, I, you know, even I'm not going to name any churches, but I used to go to a church where it was more... Like, you just come to church, you get saved, maybe, like, you get saved today, and all all of a sudden, you're already joining, like, a team to to serve in. And I I appreciate the sentiment to keep them in that community to serve, but it's, like, this person does not even understand, like, what's going on still, and now they're being asked to do this, and then you see them leaving church, and it's, like, nobody bothers to, like, reach out to find out, like, hey, are you okay, like, I haven't seen you in like two weeks. What's up? You know, uh,
0: isn't it also about, well, how should I describe it? M- maybe lowering your expectations uh, about stuff that goes on in the church. I mean, just what you said everybody who's in the church is also a sinner. We all are. Mm-hmm. So it'll never be perfect. But if you always expect everyone in the church to be Christ like and understanding. Yeah well you're setting yourself up for a huge disappointment, disappointment. <laughs> indeed um so yeah a, a part of it goes to the members in church how they talk to you how they treat you i guess yeah on the other hand maybe one way to deal with it is maybe lower your expectations and be well be, be very clear about it hey they're also sinners they make mistakes yeah um and if your expectations as a pastor's kid are too high it will always be a failure i guess
1: yeah um like on the same point i i have, I have i've had to learn that myself like to be like lowering expectations just like i don't want to well let's say lowering your expectations right it's like you don't you don't expect to solve people's problems neither should you should they expect to solve yours or whichever goes first but it's it's one of those things that i've learned myself like it wasn't like okay somebody told me or whatever it it was from experiences that i've had with other people where it's like yeah maybe i can't entirely depend on them or maybe i can't entirely share what i feel with them so with that I'm not going to expect someone else to take on my weight, in its entirety. I, I will evaluate, okay, I can share this much and then the rest, maybe there's someone else I can like share with, or it's just something that I'll leave to God or like work myself through it, you know? And, um, it's, I think it's it's only you. Mean you can only carry so much yourself, let alone carrying someone else's burden, right? So you can't put that expectation on someone else. And I mean, it's 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 almost ridiculous to do that. Um, but once again, this is something that I've had to learn myself. Like it wasn't there was no guidance for that, you know. Like and by guidance, I don't even mean okay, let's test it out. Scenario one. Do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, hey, like, you know, sometimes you're just a chat, like, with I don't know, your uncle or your dad, whatever. And it's like, sometimes there's going to be moments in life where you're dealing with something and you might not understand it now, but, you know, you might have to either find someone who's closer to you, who, like, who's not family, because family's far away, or you know ultimately give it to god which is definitely the best biggest blessing that i've received from my like parents you know t- talking about like taking on something else just knowing that god is there above all else like anxiety my mom she always says don't don't fret but she says it in shana it's like Usatombo which is like don't even fret and she says it with a smile like the the like the times that she I recall like when I think about like how I'm anxious or like I'm worried about something, I always like remember her face glowing, saying, Don't even worry, and it's like, how can you say don't even be like don't even worry with like I am supposed to be worried right now, you know, and it's like, no, God is like telling you, don't worry about anything, what you're going to eat, what you're going to it doesn't add anything to life, and like you know talking about this, like this is something that I've grown up with that I've taken heed of. And it's stayed with me until now. But now replicate that with all these other things. Maybe not everything you will learn by just like listening to your parents or being told by the church community. But these things will keep you steady, you know.
0: Hey, and as, and, and, and as for for me as a church member or person who is visiting a church, mm-hmm. And that's a question actually for Esther and for you. Uh, so think about it while I'm talking. Um, what 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 would help? What would help for me? How what should I do as a church member, as a fellow Christian with pastors' kids or or missionary kids? Is there anything that you would say? Well, this would help or. On the other side, definitely don't do this. This is not. This is not going to help at all. Is there anything that you might think of?
2: The first thing that pops in my head is be an honest person, like be honest about the struggles you have. Be honest about stuff that goes on in life. Uh, not everything is a golden path, um, and and be there, like. I think, and that's a question for you, like you need to build trust um, if you really want to make a difference. So that will take an effort to getting to know the children and for them to be able to trust you. Uh, That's something for Joseph, I think, more to explain, but I think be honest.
1: Yeah, um, I I completely agree with that one. Um,
0: Is it like, um, how should I explain this? Um, Well, I do get it why people treat pastors and pastors' kids differently. They they put them on some sort of pedestal sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Um, But in order to build some trust, you have to be on the same level. On the same human
1: level. Definitely. And giving that invitation, because it's not always easy for me as a pastor's kid to reach out as the person who is supposed to be, oh, holier than thou, (laughs) whatever, and reach out to, like, just like a regular church member. And be like, hey, I am struggling. Like you can only imagine what I expect them to like what they're, what I expect their reaction to be. Like they just gotta run to my parents and be like, Oh my god like my gosh, this kid of yours is like I don't know, he's I don't know, like yeah. Uh I, having this that environment to always remembering that, you know, we're honest Christians, all of us are flawed. And the fact that this person is even reaching out is like it they want to be I don't want to say to be better because it sounds <laughs> ridiculous. But they they want to be in that like in, in line with God's word. They want to be walking with fellow people who are struggling together and to struggle together, walking towards the same destination, which is heaven, right? And um or in relationship with Christ, obviously. Uh but I Yeah. I, I I still think it's it's challenging regardless. Like thinking about like being like when I was younger, it, it I I don't I don't recall any situation where I felt comfortable to talk about something and it's someone else brought it up. And then and even then I was very careful as to what I would say and if I thought they might tell my parents, or someone that I knew who would know my parents, like, and on and on and on, you know. And it's it's like we had fellow, we had groups of friends, right? Like the, our parents were like church leaders, or like in the same circle, and then we had kids, like kids who were like together, it's like most. I was typically like the young, like the younger one in the group, um, and I recall having friends who you know, they made mistakes and it was like that mistake was put in the spotlight because of the role that their parents took on. And it was, it would see, it would now feel like it's condemnation to the parent who is a pastor who did not keep their child in line. Uh, And it's condemnation to the kid who Again, gets the bigger burden, or maybe not the bigger burden, but a huge burden, because like, I've embarrassed my parents in front of all of these people who expect, who were looking at, looking to them for guidance, and like, looking at them as the leaders, and it's like, the it doesn't end, it doesn't end. like, I mean, don't be surprised if like someone ends up committing suicide, because it's like, you just, you just, it becomes a weight on you that is like come on like i've been trying and then when i fail it's like even worse and you are you guys are failing like i mean not to point fingers or anything but it's like everyone is is full to something there's in some way they're like working in some way and it's like you know you you have to it has to be that trustworthy gracious environment that we're living in that supports each other regardless of those flaws and holds each other to account for us to actually work out you know yeah
2: is there anything you would like to say to pastor parents um that would make it easier for pastor kids to survive this environment
1: Great. um I I'll definitely say realize the pressure that they are under. Um, whether you know it already or not, vocalize it. S- tell your kids like, hey, like we understand we're leading the church, and you will, you're going to experience some pressure. Maybe maybe you will, maybe not. But if you do, expect it because people will look at you perhaps in a different way because they expect you, their expectation on you is a bit bigger because of the role that us your parents are have taken on and having that to say like hey like if you if you feel uncomfortable in some place like just tell us like don't feel like you need to be there you know don't feel like you have to do certain things just to be like perfect or to to be a kid like you're a kid be a kid like go play in the mud like go sleep over at your friend's house like I, I like I don't know I don't have any good examples but it's like be be a person live
0: shouldn't that actually be you say focalize it as in uh, the pastors as in man and wife right. as in mom and dad but maybe we should take it even broader, mm-hmm. vocalize it as a church, as as a church, mm-hmm. at least talk about it as a topic, at least uh, make it a topic, right. that that it does exist. Yeah. Um, and don't try to. I'm not saying that we're hiding it, but or we're not hiding it on purpose, I guess. Um, so shouldn't that be a thing? Just just get it more in the open. It's a topic, and it's yeah. it's it's part of the gig. It's part of the job. It's about it's a part of being a Christian and being a church.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it should be one of those things that's just like part of any other conversation, right? Um, and it's not necessary to say that it's alluding to pastors kids wanting to be mischievous or anything it's just let let it be let's let's talk to each other like even when you talk to a pastor like don't look at the pastor as if he's like holier than thou you know like he's shared an amazing sermon thank god for that and it's convicted you that's good but like you know it's you know I, i remember talking about this with someone I can't remember if it was you, Martin, but talking about like clapping after like a sermon. Oh, this subject, I, you know, it's, it's like, it's almost like we've adopted that like classroom mentality to say, like, Oh, you read a nice like passage from the book. Like, well done. And like when pastors preach in church, it's like, there's this accolade. Like, this, like, the well done. But like, who, like, are you thanking the pastor or like God who's led the pastor to preach the sermon that is supposed to convict you? And they're doing what they're supposed to do as a, as a leader. And it's, it's, it's like, don't, like, don't look at the pastor as that. Like, you know, you're supposed to weigh whatever preaching he's sharing with the word of God to check its accuracy. And that puts him in his place of humaneness. Said it's a, it's a person. He can make mistakes even talking about like preaching of the word of God. And like, so don't put that pressure on him expecting him to be perfect in his like sharing off the word and in the same way don't put that pressure on anyone else in the church
0: and that's a great end for our podcast i want to say thanks to all our people who are listening please do like subscribe follow or whatever and hope to talk to you soon thank you for listening to the missionaries podcast For more information about this podcast and how you can help us, visit www.me.pl. God bless and keep up the great work for His glory.